welcome back to this Slither Puff podcast. We have been in lockdown here in Victoria in Australia, but we're back finally. I know. <laughs> it was a bit of touch and go there. I was so worried. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a lot longer and, you know, touch wood that uh, we don't get another one. But what was that? Lockdown number five. Something like that. I've lost count. <laughs> but, you know, I'm grateful that we have a government that's doing something at least yeah um yeah we're lucky something is better than nothing but it would be nice if people got vaccinated (laughs) not to get political but get vaccinated if you can wear masks on public transport i can't wait to get my vaccine (laughs) i know we're like the last people because we're in like the youngins group but i cannot wait yeah All right, so today we're going to be talking about LGBTQ plus representation in all forms of media, mostly TV Mm -hmm. and movies. Yes, that's what we focus on. (laughs) Yeah, we're not going to talk about our podcast representation or anything. Okay, all right, well, let's get started then. Before we start, we'd like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people who are the traditional owners of the land in which we record this podcast. We pay respect to elders past and present and extend that respect to any Indigenous Australians listening to the podcast today. Okay, so we realised we skipped the probably most important part, which is that I am Jamie. And I'm Emily. (laughs) Um, And I'm the Slytherin of the group. And I'm the Hufflepuff. Proud. Loud and proud, people. And I feel like we're going to need to introduce ourselves for the first few because this is actually on the second podcast. Yeah, it doesn't feel like Because of lockdown, it, yeah. Because, yeah. But anyway, um, happy Pride Month, everyone. That's a very important month. Yeah. And we'd like to discuss some representation. We'll start off with the good. Or do we? <laughs> I feel like maybe we should mix it because we don't want to end on the bad. That's true. Okay. Okay. So maybe well, we could do a good one and a bad one and then a good one and a bad one. Okay. Yeah. Do you, want, do you want to start with a good one? Uh, yeah. So I think one of the best that I've seen, and I haven't seen everything, obviously. Not yet. <laughs> I do not have that kind of time <laughs> on my hands. Um, but one of my favorites, at least, is She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. Um, lots and lots of representation. While you could say, oh, there could be more. I think for how much there, there's quite a lot in there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's quite a lot of LGBT couples and, um, you know, also the fandoms taken, you know, some characters that while they never sort of talk about their sexuality or their gender identity, but they've taken that and um, gone, yep, this person is trans or this person. And it's sort of like fandom accepted, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but I guess that's a good thing about She-Ra is it's so... Because the representation is so fundamental in it already, mm-hmm. you can kind of throw any sort of representation in there and people are like, oh, yeah, I yeah, see that. Like, there's... that's easy to connect those dots. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, you might have some other media that's quite straight. <laughs> and so um, you basically have to really pull those characters out um, to give them that representation because otherwise it's like, well, if you yeah. take the canon for what it is. Which we don't like to do very often. <laughs> Some fandoms come to mind. <laughs> but yeah, but She-Ra is probably one of my my favorites um, that has, I would say, the most. Um, there's, I think, almost, yeah, no, I, I think all the main characters are part of the LGBTQ plus community. So, Whoa. I, yeah, all the main ones. Um, I'd probably have to double check that, but I'm pretty sure. Um, and if not... Um, 
if it's not inherently like you know spoken that mm. hello i am bisexual hello i am a lesbian it, it's like the directors have later confirmed it or or whatever so yeah I know you haven't seen it yet, but you do I need know. to see it. It's it is it list. is quite good. I'll get around to it. I'm busy. <laughs> the last season is the best. I, well, <laughs> well, I that might get you to like watch the whole thing though. Wait, how many seasons are there? Five. What yeah, the five. hell? I thought this was like a one season show. Where no, have five I been? Seasons. Yeah. Oh my god. Although to be fair, I didn't watch it until like season five came out, so I was very late to the game as well. It's crazy. I didn't hear about it for ages. Because <laughs> I had all of my shows and I just kept rewatching them. And oh, so yeah, I wasn't really there. watching anything new for a while. Been there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, so that's the first positive one. Do you want another positive one? Do you want to do a positive one or do you want to I do can, a negative one? I can think of a positive one. Okay, go. So the show Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which I mean is, is a slightly controversial show. It is a form of copaganda and that is an issue but it does have great um, bisexual representation in the character Rosa and I think part of that is because the actress who plays her is also bisexual and so she had a very strong say in that character's journey and how they addressed it and everything yeah and I think that's so important when it comes to representation if there's not representation behind the cameras like in the script, in the directing, in the writers. Yeah. yeah. If it's not there, then it's empty and hollow and very token. Yeah. And I think that's why it's such a good representation. And like one of the big things was she said the word bisexual. Yeah. And like the LGBT community was so happy with that. And that that's kind of sad that they they took that little crumb and were so joyful. And that shows how miserable the the bisexual community were represented. That they hadn't really heard the words said even by like a character that's supposed to be bisexual. Yeah, and yeah. I I yeah. I remember when that all happened and that all occurred. It was such a kind of beautiful moment. That yeah that they heard the fans because it was the fans that like wanted it to happen and the actress herself and the writers went all right let's just let's do it and they did it so well and so i guess tastefully and it wasn't like this huge oh my god plot twist it was just like oh we learned something about that character cool and yeah i thought it was brilliantly done yeah (laughs) yeah i think like the problem with um the way bisexual people are portrayed in media is they usually if it's a female will end up with a man and i think that they the show itself sort of (laughs) because they don't say outright that that person is bisexual um it it it, looks like they were just exploring exactly yeah and and then i think that then portrays into real life the amount of comments i see on social media like yeah but what's your preference yeah there is no preference that's the point (laughs) and if they have a preference it's none of your damn that doesn't make them any less of a bisexual exactly they prefer women or men exactly um there can be many reasons as to why trauma um is a big one (laughs) um uh, yeah as someone right now i could not see myself dating a man because of the trauma and yeah, yeah who knows in five years time that could change but that's like what happens in media as well um is this woman goes through all this trauma and then they end up just going back to that same horrible person yeah um, whether it's a man or a woman 
It happens a lot in um, TV and movies where they just keep going to that horrible person. Um, And I think that is sort of one of those uh, tropes that not very – the LGBTQ plus community has a lot of tropes in media, in TV and movies. Another bisexual one, especially women um, that are bisexual characters, they – rather than just say it, it'll be they sleep around. Yeah. And they just don't care who they sleep around with. Or it's depending. A, they don't, don't have about, a preference. Yeah, they don't they care don't about care. the gender. They just, they're a slut and they sleep around. And yeah. it's just like, wow, that's disgusting. Yeah. And a lot of the time you don't see bisexual characters having healthy relationships with both genders. Yeah. Um, it's only ever like one person or, or like you said, it's a, they sleep around or it's like a, it's that trope, that negative trope that, you know, especially for shows like, like sitcoms that tend to have 10 plus seasons, mm. um, how does a person only have like one relationship with oh, this yeah. like one person, uh, not a person, a bisexual person, I should, um, <laughs> they break up and then, you know, it's like they just, there's no both sides. Yeah. And, I, and that's not to say in real life, like I know plenty of people and I'm a bisexual myself who has only ever dated men. And so I, like, that's normal. And, and that's the thing, though, is that there's the, so many different variations of normal. the media portray it as like a way out of showing bisexuality. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, okay, so we've acknowledge that they're bisexual now they're going to be with a man for the entire show so they're technically straight or they're going to be with a woman in the entire show so they're technically gay yeah and so it's kind of a way to kind of hide the bisexualness of it and especially in sitcoms and things like that um and soap operas and and things there is that reoccurring joke then Mm. that oh well you're not really because you've been with this male character or, or this female character for three seasons yeah. <laughs> whatever it is yeah and just um, kind of steal their identity a bit yeah and i think um one of those characters uh is clark from the hundred um who has been with both men and women but i think because she's only been with women in the later seasons um i've seen a lot of people say that um she is just a lesbian and that's totally okay to change your like to change yeah. your sexuality 100% okay but it's never explicitly been said that yeah. that's what she is and so taking it at face value she is a bisexual um because she's been with both men and women yeah but that's that so what was, what's his name oh joshua bassett is that his name yes yeah how he like kind of came out and then everyone just went he's gay it's like there are other labels here people yeah i think let him tell us what exactly he identifies as yeah and and you know in until that time he's just queer yeah like there's no there shouldn't be never tells us then he never tells us exactly (laughs) yeah and like it's very different when it's real people as well um sorry i'm gonna have to get her to (laughs) the cat is interrupting the podcast momo wants to join she's not like pretty chill but (laughs) She'll try. She'll open the door, but at least she won't. Okay. Well done, then. Um, speaking of the hundred. <laughs> <laughs> um, so speaking of the hundred, uh, there's another trope uh, of that that quite often happens with the LGBTQ 
plus couples is that one of them dies or one of something happens to one of the characters yes that's like removes them from the show normally death (laughs) yeah um and that happens with lexa in the hundred and this is not a spoiler it's been out for a very long time Um, even i knew about it and i don't watch the show yeah (laughs) (laughs) um and most of the time it's a pretty negative trope i didn't mind lexa's death because it was like really upsetting for me and i didn't expect it um and it sort of pushed Clark's, not her story, but her journey. Like, because then it gave her a reason to, like, she needed to leave. Yeah. Otherwise, she just would have stayed there. At the end of the we day. We don't want like, happy characters. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, the the storyline of losing someone who's very close to you is a very powerful, like, story choice. But because it's so overused in the LGBT community and their characters, it's become such a stereotype and it's it's used as a way to have representation but not commit to the representation yeah so that's why like everyone was so disgusted when lexa passed like i was i was on tumblr at that time i didn't follow any the hundred like play like blogs or anything and it was all over my timeline because that's why they're so disgusted by it because it was a way for them to have the representation but not commit yeah. but if if it was just normalized to have lgbt characters and shows then that story would have been fine like people still would have been upset because they love that couple and they love that character but it would have been just a powerful story choice instead of low-key homophobic (laughs) i think um and i don't know if this is correct or not but it's something like one in five people identify with the lgbtq plus community or something i don't know if it's one in five or one in ten either way it's still a lot i feel like it's one in five but don't quote me on that (laughs) um but if you're looking at a show like the hundred right and the hundred kids come down at the Mm -hmm. very beginning that's like 25 of them 20 of them (laughs) (laughs) i was thinking too much about the five 20 of them that would be part of the lgbtq plus community yet we only get one which is clark at least one, I think, I haven't watched the latest seasons and I haven't watched it in a very long time. So I feel like I maybe shouldn't even be talking about it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, um, I only started no, the show. I'm never finishing it. I don't care. I definitely, um, I definitely think that I, I can understand why people would were upset about Alexa. Mm-hmm. Um, I maybe would have been more upset if she was like a main main character i know she i think she was a main character like in that season where she died yeah um but she wasn't like one of the core people like clark bellamy octavia Mm -hmm. um and so i feel like if it had been like clark maybe we're forgetting that clark is also part of the lgbtq plus community and is the main character and i think she finishes it alive i don't know i haven't i haven't seen it (laughs) Oh, all i know is she's australian the actress and she was in the sleepover club that's all i got for you (laughs) I think she was in She was Neighbors. also on Neighbours. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, pretty much everyone Australian has been on Neighbours. I feel like it's or, only or Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Hugh Jackman somehow made it without He must have done a cameo, surely, at some point. <laughs> no, I've looked into this. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> okay, so what is a bad one then? Like one that you're like, this is really bad. Dumbledore. Well, that, I didn't even think about that. I wasn't going to say Dumbledore. I was going to say someone else, but we need to talk about Dumbledore. Oh, yeah. 100%. Adding after the fact 
that a character is gay is not representation. Unless, no. unless the only like kind of exception was like Legend of Korra, where they added it after because it was the studio that wouldn't allow to put them yeah. in. Yeah. It wasn't like her publisher was saying, no, we can't have. It was just her. She was just like, afterwards, she's like, oh, crap. Um, he's gay. Because yeah. then when they made the Fantastic Beast movies, she didn't want that representation. She didn't want to show Grindelwald and Dumbledore's love. <laughs> yeah, and we also have to consider the fact that it came out after he already died. Oh, yeah, there we go. Into the trope. Um, but the fact that they, in the second Fantastic Beasts movie where, you know, Dumbledore was... Was he in the first one? No. 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 Um, where... They had, what, one slight hand touch and, oh. a, and a longing look, and that was sort of it. And it, it's literally, like, you could just see that and go, they were friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, on the subject of Harry Potter, mm. I found out recently that in The Prisoner of Azkaban, the wow. actors, so Gary Oldman and David Thewlis, or however you say his last name. Remus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, the director told the actors to act as if they were gay for each other. And so that's that why. True? That's what I just read recently, yeah. That sounds And like I'm pretty sure that that's true. I don't know if. Fandom stuff. I feel like that. Because they. The movie seems like more than they are. You know what I mean? Like. Whereas you read the book. I. When I read the book, I didn't think twice about it. Like, I didn't. I was just like, childhood friends, cool. Um, and then when I've read the books like two years ago with that knowledge in the back of my head, I was like, yeah, I could see that. But I guess though, when I saw these, those movies, including like, cause when I, when Half-Blood Prince came out, it had already been announced that like the movie, I mean, it had been, you know, we all knew Dumbledore was gay or she said he was gay. Um, (laughs) but there was nothing in the movie to show that he was not like, not that (laughs) This is the thing. He didn't, he doesn't have to say, hi everyone, I'm gay. But like, there was nothing about a past relationship with Grindelwald, nothing. It's, but yeah, and you can hate that, but then you can always have the argument that, you know, it's, you know, Dumbledore wasn't the main character. Why would we get that information about him? And I get that. But then the Fantastic Beasts, like, movie just confirmed it for me that she just did it to add representation because people kept asking about it. It was the same with Charlie Weasley. Yeah. <laughs> People were constantly asking if Charlie Weasley was gay. And then in an interview, she just went, no, he doesn't have time. He's too busy with dragons. That's literally what it was. Which is fair. Like, he's allowed to, yeah. to do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally cool with that. And oh, But then I, I don't quite like the whole Charlie Weasley is asexual. I myself am asexual and would love some representation, but when people tell me it's canon, I get really pissed off because it's not canon. Do not give her that credit. Yeah, that credit for representation. Do not. And if you know, if you see him as gay or bi or pan, I saw a great TikTok the other day and it was a trans Charlie Weasley, and I was like, I've seen that a little bit. And I personally see him as ace, but don't tell me it's canon. Don't tell everyone else it's canon. Don't do that. And I think that's the problem with Harry Potter TikTok. And yeah, I, I'm i not on really any other forms of Harry Potter. So I don't even know if Harry Potter Tumblr is still alive. But at least with TikTok oh, anyway, um, a lot of things get taken as canon. And it's like, 
we do need to distinguish the two. Like, I am fully of the belief that the only straight person in Harry Potter is Ronald Weasley. Beyond that... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm just thinking about that. But we also, like you said, don't give her the credit. Like... Yeah. Just be like, no, this is like my headcanon. This is my... I love hearing everyone's headcanons and all the different ones. Yeah. Like, I, I fully am... Like, Harry is a raging bisexual, as is Ginny. 100%. As is, like, most of the characters, just because you don't want to get rid of the canon, like, as in you don't want... I love Harry and Ginny together. Yeah. But then I also love Ginny and Luna. And so it's like, you don't want to get rid of that. Yeah. But then I don't... I I like that Harry and Ginny end up together. I love the fan representation. I love that, you know, we're taking these very straight... (laughs) white characters that she wrote and we're turning them into something that you know everyone can enjoy and love and see themselves in but it's then going oh this is canon it's not don't give her the credit and also don't cut out other people's head canons and what Mm. they like to see because they might want to see themselves in you know hermione and so they say that they see her as latina or like things like that don't take away someone else's opportunity to make representation for themselves and yeah once again do not credit her for this stuff <laughs> she doesn't deserve it yeah and i i think that's the can you, sorry the cat is trying to join the podcast again <laughs> momo is very passionate about representation <laughs> okay but yeah um, should probably move on from her oh my god yeah we probably should move on from harry potter because i'll just sit here and just say don't credit her for anything we will be here for ages if we um do yeah talk about it but i mean we we did discuss this a little bit before um you know like two weeks ago um that you can't forgive shows for lack of representation but also you don't want a show to just shove everything in True. for the sake of it. Like, because then that just takes away from it. Yeah. You know, it's like either make it meaningful or just don't put it in at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I guess shows prior to like, let's say 2005, maybe, mm-hmm. um, probably maybe even 2000. It shows like Friends. Um, what else came out <laughs> before, before 2000? Signed Me, technically. Frasier. Cheers. <laughs> um, but you can all kind of like old white TV shows. And that's sort of why you can kind of understand why they didn't have it. It doesn't make it okay. Oh no, hell no. But you can kind of be like, well, they're done and they're old and But I just don't understand how they're still so popular when they're so problematic. A lot of them are very there's some jokes that are not okay. There's jokes and shows after two thousand five they're not oh, okay. Oh yeah. But I feel like you can... Big Bang Theory. Oh, oh we could do a whole hour on Big Bang Theory. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. The, the cat just, like, knocked something down and then it's just like, okay, that's done. <laughs> that was such a mood. I love that. Um, well, I guess a positive one um, that just I just remembered is uh, Alex from Julian the Phantoms. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, completely. I almost said Owen. Um, <laughs> but uh, I loved that there was no coming out story. It was just, here's a character. He's gay. 
off you go. Enjoy. Exactly. Yeah. Like, but there was no huge emotional, like, because that's half of the time. That's not what um, coming out is like. It's, it's just sort of like, Hey guys, this is what I am. Cool. Enjoy. (laughs) Probably with family, it's a bit more dramatic, but Mm. depending on how your family takes it. Um, But I find with friends, it's pretty chill. Yeah. Like no one, not to say that no one cares, but like it doesn't change anyone's. They're just like, okay, cool. Most of the time it's like, yeah, I knew that. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah. I'm glad that it wasn't like a story point. Yes. <laughs> Except I didn't like that the will his relationship with Willie or whatever it is. It's Willie. No, no, no. I know his name, but I mean the relationship oh, of yeah. whatever the cuz it's not a relationship, but it's like um the whole reason for like Willie being friends with him and like was because of Caleb. Not initially, but then like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and so like how that was sort of like manipulated, I guess. I see what you're saying. Like how Caleb manipulated it, I not necessarily Willie. I don't agree. <laughs> see, I'm my my issue with that couple is everyone says it's an amazing LGBT couple. First of all, they're not, not together. <laughs> I hate to say it, but they're not. And second of all, we actually don't know if Willie is. That's actually a very good point. Yeah, we've all just assumed, but he could just really like like Alex as a friend. Yeah, because he doesn't actually... There's no kiss. Do anything, There's though. no profession of, like, romantic love. And whenever they... There was... I think there's one scene in the um, museum or, or whatever it is where they're skating and yeah. they're yelling and all that. And I think they touch hands, but it focuses in on Alex's face. Yeah. And not... So it seems and really romantic, everyone's but... kind of taken the scene where, like... Willie is almost crying and goes, I care about you, Alex. And everyone's just going, he's in love with him. As, um, no. (laughs) I don't like taking profession, like the whole admitting you care about someone and deeply caring about someone and just going, gay. There's nothing wrong with an, there is nothing wrong with an emotional man. Yeah. And not even just like in LGBT, like representation, even just in straight (laughs) In heterosexual mm. situations, it's just like they can care about them without wanting to date them. Yeah. Women care about each other all the time. I'm constantly saying that I love my friends, like on a deep emotional level. There's nothing wrong with a man doing that too. Yeah. And I think that comes back to the very like blokey, you know, men don't talk about their feelings type of thing. Mm. And so that if they do, well, it must be romantic. It must be because they're in love and not just because they love their mates and they love their... We don't get enough of just men loving men. Like, just just as bros. Yeah. We don't get enough of that. No, we don't. That's as well as the LGBT plus stuff yeah. as well. <laughs> well, that's part of the issue. The lack of representation kind of, not taints, but like takes away from that because the LGBT community are quite desperate, I guess, for representation, rightfully so. Yeah. They cling onto these little crumbs that are placed there. And so it might just be a friendship of I love you, but they'll take that as a deep-rooted love and affection because they need that representation. So once we get LGBT representation normalized in media, then we can delve into the next of friendship being on high levels of affection, especially between men. 
but at the moment that's always going to be seen as like queer coded because that's all they have and they want it as they should yeah and i think it so one of the big issues in relation to queer coding was falcon and the winter soldier um particularly that scene where they are in the therapy room whatever it was get it I get it because Bucky is canonically bi in the comics. So okay. therefore I get it because it's like people know that he's bi mm-hmm. or should be bi. Yes. And so it's like, why give that scene if you're not? And then there was also the fact that when he was talking about online dating, he went like, there's all these tiger photos and that's stereotypically men, men with the tiger photos. Yeah. And so, um, that's why people were so up in arms about it because you couldn't just interpret that yeah. as it was, oh, they're just buddies and they're a bit uncomfortable being so close. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that's, that. that's why it was like people were like, that is queer coding. Yeah, um, queer coding is horrendous. I have no idea about Sam in the comics though. I don't know. But I'm, I'm I don't know anything about the fairly comics. certain that Bucky is um, bi in the comics. So that's why, yeah, the queer coding with, with that one. I'm trying to think of other queer coding that... Teen Wolf. Let's talk about it. <laughs> it's been a very long time since I've seen Teen Wolf. Um, so, since the like 10 year reunion and anniversary recently. Um, <laughs> Some of them didn't do it. <laughs> um, it was a Zoom yeah, call. Crystal Reed didn't go. Yeah, she didn't Surprisingly. go. Surprisingly. J.R. Bourne didn't go. Tyler Hecklin didn't do it. I mean, I feel like most of the main people were there. Yeah, except the Argents and Derek. Except, which I found like really awkward. This is so off topic. So during the interview thing, the big panel thing that they did, and they went around asking like, where would each person be? Mm -hmm. Neither Dylan, O'Brien, or um, whoever plays Lydia, um, neither of them said that they would be together. (laughs) And so I was like, Styles and Lydia? (laughs) Because I was like, what? Did something happen that I forgot in the show? Like, did one of them die? Like, no. Um, um, there's a lot of debates on that relationship. Anyway, <laughs> this came back to the quick So it became a very fan thing of Derek and Styles. Yes. Yeah. The show knew about this, it, and despite they, the fact yeah, that yeah, Styles yeah. is a teenager, shut up. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the show knew about this, and they took advantage of it. Yeah. And it was disgusting. There's the one of the most known scenes is Styles is at a nightclub of some sort. I don't I will, I stopped watching before this, but I know of the scene. And he's talking to this girl and she's by and he's just like, "So you like kissing girls?" And she's like, "Yeah, do you?" And he goes, "Yeah." And then he goes, "And you what about guys?" She's like, "Yeah, I do. What about you?" And then he kind of has this moment and it turns out he's having like an epiphany of like the case they're working on. And it's t- the time is like total bullshit. And it's, it's just like the show were running, like the whole fandom was just like, Styles is by. And like they knew about it, but wouldn't give it to them. And oh, it was terrible. Fun fact about that scene though the girl he, that he's talking to is played by Robin Williams' daughter. Oh, really? Yeah. Sorry. I not have I've it. wanted to say that to people ever since I found out. <laughs> so this is my moment. Anyway, back to <laughs> I think um, the problem with uh, maybe Hollywood as a whole, I don't know if that counts with TV shows as well, um, is they're hesitant because A, they're worried about like cancel culture and like all that. And B, they don't want to do it. 
um, unfortunately. I, but I also uh, think it does boil down to the lack of diversity in the writers' room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think that that's um, so. Rick and Morty season five is about to come out mm-hmm. um, June twentieth. I'm very very excited. This is not sponsored, but I'm <laughs> I'm promoting it because I'm a, <laughs> I love Rick and Morty despite how pro- it's very problematic. And I'm, I'm I'll sad. be the first person to say like that joke was not appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, but the jokes that do land are very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the time it's like you know I don't give a shit like yeah. <laughs> type of jokes. Um, but They've basically, which I guess is kind of a negative and a positive, fired like all of the writers <laughs> and got a whole bunch of new people, all different diversities, genders, a whole bunch of new That's people. Um, so it's good. Bad that a lot of people lost their job, but also, also good. Good for progress. Yeah. And also one of the writers of Rick and Morty is a writer on a Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. So... <laughs> It's going to be a wild ride. <laughs> um, but that is a show that has like no LGBTQ plus representation um, and kind of shits on it as well. Um, there's some, I mean, there's some side characters and things that come up and they sort of joke about things. But I guess the point of the show isn't that. And I, that leads me into some shows where relationships and romance and not the point of the show. Mm. And there's barely any in it, if at all. Maybe, like, someone might get together in the very last episode. Yeah. But beyond that, it's like there's not really anything. And that I can kind of be like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Because it's clearly not – sexuality and romance is not the f- point of the show, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. I'm trying to think of a show that – most of the cartoons that I watch are like that, um, where the point is the action and the adventure. Yeah. And maybe someone gets together in the last season, the last episode, and it's like, oh, they actually were into each other the whole time. Avatar The Last Airbender. That's one that I just thought of. Yes. Whereas Katang is not the point of the show, right? Correct. But then they do ha- leave little sprinklings. Uh-huh. And then they get together at the end, at yeah. the very end. Uh-huh. And so that's a show that, though, I mean, if Ty Lee is not a lesbian, I will scream. Huh, I've never thought of that. Really? Yeah, I've always seen May as bi, though. Yeah, that's my point. May and Tyler. <laughs> Although, I don't know how I feel about... I've seen a lot of people say that Azula is um, either bi or lesbian. And I'm like, mm, I don't know how I feel about making the main villain. I don't see her like that. She was way too desperate for a boyfriend. But it's also like, I don't think it matters. Like, it doesn't matter to her story because no. romance and whatever is not important and that's my worry with the live action is that they're gonna make people lgbtq plus just to be trendy or like to to you know feel like they're doing something you know what i mean i've said it before i'll say it again this live action shouldn't happen (laughs) it's a while off and to be fair also it's actually this is this is actually a very good point that we should make is a lot of the shows that we are talking about most of the characters are underage and therefore we should never ask for their sexualities. Of course. First of all with characters, second of all with real life people. Oh, Actually, you should never ask, people. no matter the age, but particularly if someone is a minor, just don't. Don't. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the end of the sentence. Yeah, and like, because I, um, one of my favorite shows, Troll Hunters, is coming out with a movie in July. Very, very excited. Um, very sad that it'll be ending, but very excited. Has like no representation. 
But then I also have to remember that it's meant to be like a kids show, I think. (laughs) I think. (laughs) Well, like it's a kids show, but it's like even I found it a little bit hard to follow. So (laughs) maybe I'm just like stupid. um, But I think it's like similar to Miraculous Ladybug where it's like, it's not a kids show, but kids can watch it. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? But like there's still like quite complex themes that adults can also enjoy. Yeah. Um, and that's what you find with like a lot of Disney movies and, and things yeah. like that. Um, where, you know, think about like something like Frozen or Frozen 2. Very easy for a kid to understand and to love. Mm-hmm. But an adult will understand like the deep complex, like the traumas yes. and the the bonds and things like that. Whereas a kid will just go, oh, princess, <laughs> a princess singing. Like, let it go. <laughs> does that... Does that make sense? Yeah. I hope that makes sense. Um, and so that's why, like, in a lot of the shows that I watch that don't have representation, I can sort of be like, well, these kids are, like, 13. Mm. So I don't need to know. I mean, yeah, I guess you could really add that also to Percy Jackson. Yeah. Um, I think Rick has done – this is coming from a very cisgendered white person point of view, but – I think he's done well in adding in representation as he goes. Because obviously at the start with Percy Jackson, it was very, like, not a lot of representation. But they were also 12-year-old kids. Yeah. Um, And I think he's doing quite well as, like, yeah, trying to educate himself and then add characters in and do it tastefully and well, like, thought out rather than just tokenism. And that's the thing with books is that it's one person writing it. Right. So if you've got a TV or a movie, you can have a whole bunch of different writers and a whole bunch of different perspectives. Yeah. But when it's a book, like I would not feel comfortable writing a gay man because I don't know a gay man's experience. Exactly. I don't know how not to say that every gay man's the same, but like <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I would portray that without it being like insensitive. Yeah. Um leaning on stereotypes. Exactly. And- yeah. Um and so when People demand of authors representation that they don't know how to write. Mm. It's like, well, do you want that Yeah. written poorly or yeah. would you rather just read something else? Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I think he did very well with that. But yeah, once again, that is coming from a white person, cisgendered point of view. So I may be wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah and- I think he's done well. My only issue is, and I don't know if I should say this because you haven't read them all yet but I'm going to say it. As long as it's not a death or anything, then I don't mind. No, it's about Nico. Oh, you know about uh, Nico. I know that him and Will are together. Yeah, Will? and how yeah. Nico comes out. Oh, sorry. Sorry, that was me. Ow. Okay, continue. Damn, that was scary. Um, <laughs> Sorry. When Nico like, comes out, it's like a huge like revelation. Like Part of me has to say spoiler alert, and I don't like that. I don't like saying spoiler alert before <laughs> saying a character is an LGBT q plus member i i think that's very distasteful but i guess it kind of if if it's coming out as part of his story yeah, then i yeah. guess yeah it, and it, it, right, it does it make sense in percy jackson but it is a trope that i'm not a fan of like it's not every movie or tv show that involves representation should use it as a plot twist yeah because otherwise, you know, it could look like it in the trailer and then people get queer baited. Yeah. See, I think like, and that's the thing with Julie and the Phantoms, if Willie is not gay or bi, 
That'll be the plot twist. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he will be. I just, I think we need to be acknowledging that it actually hasn't been confirmed. (laughs) Yeah. And like, there's nothing wrong with even if he turns out that he's not, which like we said, is probably not going to happen. There's nothing wrong with also headcanoning that. Like, it's a character. You can do whatever you want with it. Yeah. I love headcanons. Headcanons are great. Yeah. And I think they like make the story better. And especially um, as a cosplayer. Like, I feel, yeah. like, really bad with that word. Like, I feel <laughs> like it's, like, I am nowhere near, like, professional or anything like that. Um, but headcanons are, like, where I live. Because oh. I wouldn't be able to make content without headcanons. They're incredible. I love them. Sometimes they ruin the actual content for me, though. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I've heard, like, yeah. headcanons. I'm like, well, now I want that version. <laughs> One of my friends did a amazing uh Ginny and Luna wedding video and now I'm like screw Harry (laughs) um but yeah I think I I love the headcanon that Harry's um sexual awakening was Oliver Wood (laughs) I just think like when you read the books the way he describes Cedric is just very like and also he was so in love with Bill Weasley (laughs) (laughs) well (laughs) but like like come on the way you describe bill <laughs> it makes sense I'm just, I'm just trying to think of other um lgbtq plus characters that i personally because that like personally be, hate or enjoy no enjoy no anything. sorry enjoy because i there actually aren't many, and that's really bad. No, if you take out headcanon and fan theories, yeah, there's nothing. It's <laughs> very minimal, and that's a huge issue in today. Yeah, yeah. But getting off fantasy, uh, let's talk about reality shows okay. for just one second. Yeah. Very, yeah, very yeah, yeah. briefly. It has to be talked about. It's Pride Month. has to be talked about. It's a big uh, deal. So recently, Channel 10 in Australia announced that this year's Bachelorette would be Brooke Blurton. Blurton? I think that's her last name. Yes. Uh, Who is not only an Indigenous woman, but is also a bisexual. And both women and men are encouraged to apply for The Bachelorette. That's crazy. To win her heart. And I think... I don't... Win her rose. That's... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and her heart. Her rose and her her heart. Wondering if... Because normally in The Bachelorette, they have pin roses because they're usually all men right uh, yeah and so i'm wondering if they're gonna flower. have flowers and pins or i guess the women can just have pins or yeah. they can just hold a rose i don't understand why they got pins just give them a rose to hold because they're men uh, every so... man that i uh, well i say every man i know a lot of men but most men that i'm friends with and close with love a bunch of flowers yeah. Makes them feel special. Buy guys flowers. Why let's don't we lo- do Let's that? normalize that. Yeah. Don't buy me fl- I hate flowers. Never <laughs> buy me flowers. But buy men buy, flowers. Buy me ice cream. That's mm. where it's at. I don't know. Or pay, just food in general. Pay my bills. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I've got to pay my car, Reggie. Thanks for that. <laughs> That's the most romantic thing you can do for someone. Pay their bills. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> But I was very, very tempted to apply. But then I was like, no, I'm socially awkward. So I love that. Not in <laughs> front of relatable. a camera. In front of a camera anyway. Like I couldn't, I, I couldn't with all those cameras. I could do it, but I wouldn't be myself. 
I'd like my alter ego would kick in. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's true. I probably would be a bit more like I would not be me. Yeah. My voice would go up a couple octaves. Yeah. I'd put on my phone voice. Yeah. Like, oh, the phone voice. <laughs> yeah. It would be really hard. Like I can understand something like Big Brother where there's hidden cameras and, you know, you there's not actually anything. You can't see anything. But being that I'd be able to see a cameraman. No, I, I couldn't do Big Brother because then I'm, I'm always being watched. No. Yeah. I mean, I've read 1984. I see how it goes. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, so that that's something cool that I don't think I, I don't think there's been a non-straight bachelor or a bachelorette in america maybe not officially well yeah um (laughs) but yeah this is like officially a thing and i'll be interested to see what the ratings are like whether they're more because i'll definitely be watching it and i hate those shows (laughs) but i will definitely be watching yeah i'm I'm very proud it is very much a step forward for representation in australian media which I remember I saw this like interview or panel or something once and someone was talking about how that's like the one thing America's got to speed on is the diversity in media because yeah we're we're pretty crap we don't have much media to begin with well like even like neighbors and home away the amount of time it took for them to have an LGBT couple Mm -hmm. was not okay yeah or even like an indigenous person that wasn't just like you know, a guest star, like yeah. an episode or two. I'm not even sure they've had like long <laughs> reoccurring character. That's yeah. Sort of I mean, to be fair, I think like they've got their like core characters that stick around and have been there for like 40 years. And oh, then no, they, have a, they have a bit of a turnover. But then, yeah, beyond that though, they have, they've got like, um, you know, yeah, a couple like the Kennedys, Paul and Toadie. Those are really the main ones. Yeah. Oh, and then the rest, back. steps back, the rest just like, <laughs> on rotation yeah, yeah. they die but then they're not really dead um some of them leave for college yeah and then and come back never when come they're... back and see their parents it's the weirdest thing what like sorry <laughs> i just find it so funny and this is kind of um negative because a lot of people will leave the show because they want to take their big shot at hollywood <laughs> and you know it's failed when they come back yeah. Well, yeah, and like you know, some of Paul them really did that too. <laughs> some of them really, really take off. Um, Chris Hemsworth is one. Well, I guess um, Liam's Hem- Liam Hemsworth as well. So Chris Hemsworth only had a like one-time appearance on Neighbors. He was actually mm. on Home and Away. Yeah, and he was Liam most on was Home the and opposite. Away. Yeah. Sorry, that's another weird fact. <laughs> but you will find most Australian actors have been on Neighbors or Home and Away, mostly yeah, Neighbors. Yeah, like, neighbors um, is the one. I was I'm just blanking someone. on every single Australian. I mean, Kylie Minogue. Well, both Bellamy and Clark were on. Um, I think they were on Home and Away. Hold on, Bellamy. Bellamy from the Hundred. Yeah, he's Australian. Get out! No, <laughs> he's not. Yes, he is. Okay, I'm only just learning this. Clark was on Neighbors. Then he was on Neighbors too because they were on them on it at the same time. Oh my god, that's so cute. I think they were, or maybe they like overlapped for like a season and then that was it. But, um, yeah, pretty much every Australian actor or actress. And some New Zealand ones as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because those are like the two big shows that have been going on forever. And it's like, that's the they're foot very, in the door sort of show. They're very much like our bold and the beautiful. They're our soap operas. They're yeah. Like... We do have shows like that. Days of Our Lives. Yeah. No, he's Australian. Um, Just blown my mind. <laughs> Maybe that's why they hit it off. Maybe. Because <laughs> they're like, oh, you're Australian, I'm Australian, and let's band together. <laughs> but 
Yeah, I mean, I think the good the good thing is is that I'm trying to think of like quite negative quite negative lgbtq plus representation i can't think of anything that's like so negative that like it should never have happened like i want to say glee but i also don't want to say glee glee is very complicated yeah it is a very gray area of whether they did the right thing or the wrong thing in representation a lot of the time they did the wrong thing and that once again falls back into lack of diversity in the writer's room and behind the camera because you know they had these actors and, and actresses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> they had these actors and actresses who were diverse, and but then they couldn't capture those characters because they didn't have someone who knew that voice to write mm. the script. Which yeah. you definitely see in the mistreatment of Tina and Mercedes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's that's a good point. I completely forgot Glee even existed. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Kurt. Kurt's a yeah. Kurt's a struggle. Um, Blaine is a struggle. Darren Chris is also a question mark. I don't know how I feel about Darren Chris. I think, like, in terms of Kurt, um, 100% a stereotype. Like, he's very, you know, theatre mm. boy, high-pitched voice. Like, you know, that, that but stereotype. But he was also written for Chris Colfer. <laughs> that's yeah, very and that's, kind of similar And that's the Chris thing Colfer. is that um, Chris Colfer is, has a high-pitched voice yeah. and has and can sing to that range. Yeah. And so it's like... Well, that's just his voice. You can't fault him for that. Mm-hmm. It would be a different story if Darren Chris was putting on a high voice. You yes. know what I mean? Um, but there is one scene that where he returns to the Warblers. And I don't remember the context of it, but all the Warblers are like in a room. And he goes, aren't all of you gay? And they all get up and they're like, no, I have a girlfriend. No, but they're all stereotypes. So the reason and, that... Mm, I remember me. that because that really pissed me off because back when the Warblers were introduced, it was when Kurt went to that school yeah. and he joins the Warblers and he's hanging out with... And it seemed great, really yeah. inclusive and really yeah. great. He He's hanging out with Darren Chris's character, so Blaine and these two other guys, and um, Kurt makes the assumption that they're all gay. Yeah. And Blaine goes, oh, no, these two guys have got girlfriends, and, but I myself am gay. And that was like it. And so then for seasons later, for Blaine to come back to the Warblers and assume they were all gay, it was just like, what's going on over there? Like, yeah. you've lost this one bit of, like, respect for other <laughs> minorities and are now just treating them like jokes. Like, yep. I feel like the show started out with good intentions and then they realized that they could get laughs out of being horrible people. Yeah. And then the show just deteriorated. Yeah, and I think though, like um, Blaine, uh, at least initially, um, I can't even remember the later seasons. Um, was quite refreshing in a gay character. Like he wasn't those stereotypes. Mm. He was just a guy. Mm-hmm. He was just like, yeah. I, I want to say like, I don't want to say normal because there is no normal. Like everyone is their own individual yeah. and has their own things. Um, but he didn't play into all those stereotypes. I don't remember the later season, so I don't know if that changed. Um, but Santana and Brittany are everything to me. Or at least yeah. they were at the time, not so much anymore. I mean, but yeah, there were. I think there were the, slight issues with Brittany being representation. There's also issues with um, Santana and her um, Latina heritage, and her being like, oh, she's just the feisty like sassy bitchy but not so at least at least i don't remember it being like this not so much her lesbian though but her 
coming out was very like, and her realizing that and realizing that she was in love with Britney, I related to that so much. It honestly was one of the only decent things that show did. Because for the longest time, I would always sort of say in my head, like, you know, we can't be. Like, because I had this like almost internal, I don't want to say like homophobia, but like, you know, fear that... Mm my family wasn't going to like me and that, you know, my friends would hate me and all that sort of stuff um, because of this shitty media yeah. <laughs> and the shitty representation. Exactly. Um, but Santana sort of realizing that and being so almost resentful of herself because of it, mm. um, I related to that a lot. And I think there's nothing wrong with having those early fears and resentments and judgments of yourself even yeah. um, because nowadays it's a it's a lot more normal to be I don't like difference not the right word because I run in a lot of circles where everyone is so individual and different and well yeah that's, has their own that's thing. the whole thing it's become <clears throat> well not so much media but we're finding communities where mm. being unique is normal yeah and that's okay rather than trying to fit into this box like just be who you are be loud and proud yeah that's exactly the point of yeah and in life that's why i I struggle with glee because it did such an amazing job with santana and Mm. that storyline but then you also just see like there was there was an episode where they got drunk And Blaine kiss Rachel. Oh, I remember and that, And then yeah. he was, like, questioning his sexuality. Mm-hmm. And Kurt hated him for it. Kurt thought it was disgusting yeah. that he was questioning his sexuality. Yeah. And then you go, okay, so now you're just disrespecting the bisexual community. Yeah. And, and so that's why Glee is such a – it's a battlefield when discussing whether it was good or not. Because it just – sometimes it hit the nail on the head mm-hmm. and sometimes it hit you in the face with it. Yeah, and I will never go back and watch it. Oh, hell like, no. <laughs> I mean, I tried to with my friends. Like, shoe blackmails Finn into joining the Glee Club by finding drugs in his locker. Like, I know. And oh. so, yeah, I, like, I would never go back and watch it. But I think for the time it came out... It was huge. It was huge, and I think Kurt was one of the only main character gay representation that a lot of people yeah. had at that time. It must have been, like, 2008, maybe even earlier. Yeah, something like um, that. And so, which also happens to be the year the MCU took off. But <laughs> <laughs> What a coincidence. Um, but, yeah, so, like, I can understand that at the time it was huge. Similar to how, like, Ellen DeGeneres coming out in the 90s was I think it was the 90s, late 90s. Yeah. Was huge. I mean, yeah. And it was like, like I mean, she ended up being a horrible person. But that's that's another thing. But at the time, you can see why it was like such a big deal. And it was like a lot of people looked up to her. Well, like even with friends, Carol and Susan, that was a massive thing having a lesbian couple get Mm. married on a like prime time TV show. That was insane. And Everything I, else so problematic on that show. And I guess that sort of just goes to show how much has changed in, what, 20 years. Yeah. Um, and how positive that changes as well. Because, you know, you get a lot of people on, you know, new, the news and stuff like that. Or um, Twitter, I find, is a really, like, toxic place. <laughs> um, hence why I don't have a Twitter anymore. I don't have Twitter. Um, but 
who will be like, well, you know, there's like worse things in the world to be complaining about. And, you know, there's like this, you should be like, why aren't you yelling about like this, you know, something happening, happening in Africa or like, you know, whatever. Um, it's like, well, we are yelling about that, but this is an easy change. Yeah. Like you can easily just put representation in, find a decent writer who is from that They're diverse. Out there. Exactly. Um, and <laughs> one of the things that is, oh, I remember the show. Hit me. Shadow and Bone. Have you seen it yet? So I started it. Um, I got like. Oh, yeah. You said it was boring. 30 minutes into the first episode and I gave up. I'm so um, sorry. I can't do it. So <laughs> the main character, Alina, um, uh-huh. her actress, Jessie May Lee. Yes. Is uh, gender nonconforming. She identifies oh, as well. she, they. Um, and what they hope for season two mm-hmm. is that Alina will also be uh, non-binary or cool. I guess something because mm-hmm. it's sort of like well as that actress imagine the main character of a tv show being non-binary imagine how that would make people feel it'd be amazing like I am not in that branch of the community <laughs> but um but I can just imagine how that would feel yeah. to them to have not only a Asian woman or Asian gender nonconforming person, um, depending on whether she prefers she or they, I'm not sure. Um, but regardless of how they identify the character, anything besides she, her yeah. is amazing. Massive. Yeah, is, is huge. Um, and, you know, you've got Jesper who is um, – gay at least i think he's gay i don't know if he's bi or gay but um i don't want to spoil it in case you do watch it no just spoil it um it's not gonna happen but in the books there is a character coming that ends up with jesper who is a man as well okay and it's like a big thing like apparently it's like i haven't read the books so i don't know how many books there are i'd hope there's some representation (laughs) yeah all i know is that that's the there's that um one couple. I don't know if there's any others. I don't know. <laughs> but um, maybe I should read the books. <laughs> I, just, I just remembered another show as well that I'd like to talk about. Yes. Modern Family. Oh, God. <laughs> I stopped watching that a very long time ago. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people talk about how big of a deal it was to have the gay couple. Um, they actually don't kiss until like the end of the season, the first season or something. Yeah. And it's a very background kiss especially when like they're a married couple mm-hmm. like married couples i am not a married couple so i don't know i'm not no. even a couple so um but a lot of the times unless they are you know are not affectionate in that way but most couples you see will do little pecks kisses on the cheeks yeah. things like that you know just like as a day-to-day thing yeah. like oh, i'm heading off to work little kiss off a go i just i think how did that not happen i think that representation point? could have been a lot better especially when you have a man very much playing into a stereotype is very kind of annoying they I also think... have a lot of gay jokes in that show especially when talking about i can't remember the kid's name i want to say manny Yes. Oh, Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. When they talk about him being very sensitive and being very close to his mum, there's a lot of insinuation and comments made about that. And it's very 
frustrating, especially a show that's very built on having this representation. Yeah, and I think the whole show plays into a lot of stereotypes. Yeah. Like you've got the old white man with the young wife yeah. from another country. Um, and then you've got like Haley, who's like the hot girl who's really stupid. You've got like, the type A, very controlling wife and the idiot husband. Yeah, so the whole show is stereotypes. And I, look, stereotypes exist because they you know, formed in some sort of truth, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And so there is slight truths to stereotypes. Some of them, depending on where they were created, can be bad. But, you know, a lot of the times, like, the jokes are where it falls flat. It's the jokes that end up being the the bad part of it. Um, You know, like like we said about Glee, there's nothing wrong with a K-man with a high-pitched voice. Yeah. There's nothing, nothing wrong with that at all. Um... It's when, like you said with Manny, like the jokes about like being sensitive and things like that is where it's like, "Mm, that's not okay. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So it's fine to kind of have this, I guess, positive representation of minorities and maybe even playing into those stereotypes, but then to make comments and jokes on top of that kind of discredits exactly what you're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And another show that sort of, um, and I'll just briefly touch on this, is Game of Thrones. Um, Not only for, like, the incest plotline, but but, uh, the one gay character that I remember that was um, prominent was Loras Tyrell um, and he ended up being conformed to the church and then dying. (laughs) So... Um, and look, it was awkward. Like his sister married his lover and like the sister knew about it and like, was like really supportive of him. So that was nice, but really supportive <laughs> marries, but his also, boyfriend. well, it was an arranged marriage. So, you know, oh, cause it's like set in like kind of medieval type style, but, Game of um, sounds wild. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, Game of Thrones was all over the place, but I guess we'll finish off today talking about loki um which has only just come out it's only got two episodes uh spoilers just in case we accidentally say anything um which i feel like we probably will (laughs) um what have you thought of loki so far like the show not the person okay um (laughs) i want to be honest but i also feel like i'm gonna get hate for my honesty it's very much reminded me how much i hated the time travel and endgame yeah and a lot of the issues I have with the Russo brothers. Basically what I've heard is forget about what they said in Endgame. This is the canon time travel. Like this is how time travel works. Does that make sense? That's what I've heard anyway. That sounds stupid. So don't do that to me. I heard that um, like Steve going back in time for some reason doesn't affect the timeline. That is the dumbest thing I've heard. Um, but what? So he literally makes out with his great niece. Well, this is the thing. And this is my theory, right? So in the first episode, Miss Minutes talks about a multiversal war that happened a long time ago. However, the TVA doesn't exist on any timeline. So that multiversal war could be Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, or it could be whatever Avengers movie comes next. And just according to the TVA's timeline, it hasn't happened yet. Because time is a loop. I hate this. I hate this. 
Um, and I hate this. Because then I but also anyway, think... Hold on. Let's stop. You mess my head hurts. <laughs> okay. So, but apart from that, if I ignore those negative emotions, sure, it's pretty good. <laughs> Loki's great. Um, Owen Wilson's doing a great job. I'm very proud of him. Ah, <laughs> uh, I love Owen Wilson with my entire being. And I n- used to just not give a shit about him. All I was just was like, Lightning McQueen. But then that was Get it. Um... <laughs> Who did you know that Daniel Brühl plays the German version of yeah, Lightning McQueen? There's literally two Lightning McQueens in the MCU. I just, <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been telling everyone that. And so, uh, yeah, I love Morbius. I, I'm just like I'm. I get way into the theories, but mm-hmm. I'm never disappointed though. That's a thing. Even though I watch all these theories, and like nine times out of ten, they're not true. But I'm like still never disappointed, even if like the crazy weird theory doesn't come true. I hate like Mephisto. I hate the theories because they're like spoilers. One of them could be true. I guess, but you still spoiled it for me. But you still don't know. But that's why all these theory theory videos that I watch will say potential spoilers in case they get it right. (laughs) Um, That's why I don't watch them. (laughs) Yeah, but I um I am loving Loki though. Also bearing in mind there's only six episodes, so I can understand why the action's kicked off quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I'm very interested there's no little end credits, anythings. Like, there's no little scene or anything. I'm wondering if there will be later on. Well, there was that little thing in the credits that everyone has been freaking out about, which, which actually thing? talks about, adds into our LGBTQ plus uh, representation. And it was in the first episode as well. Um on his sheet, yes, rap sheet or whatever, his info sheet, which is that Loki is gender fluid. Which, like, uh, like, yeah, obviously. This <laughs> I is mean, well known. Yeah, and this is why one of the theories is that um, so-called Lady Loki, which is what they're calling her at the moment, mm-hmm. even though um, you know we don't actually know how she identifies or. Mm-hmm they identify um but the theory that that isn't the main variant that that is someone else that's being enchanted mm-hmm. um which would be cool but i also didn't see the point of that <laughs> like I, I i i'm happy that they've said this yeah but i also hate it mm. because tom hiddleston is not gender fluid yeah yeah, and I haven't done any research into who's, like, in the writer's room and who's... Um, but every single episode is directed by Kate Heron, I think is her last name. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a slight positive, at least, that it is yeah. directed by a woman. And I have a feeling that Lady Loki isn't the main villain anyway. So... Because um, they always do this. There's a villain and then they misdirect and it's actually someone else that's the villain. Do they? I mean, most of the time. When? Well, in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like, you had the Flag Smashers who were, like, the villains. And I guess you also had John Walker who was the villain. But at the end of the day... John Walker. At the end of the day, technically, it was the people... What were they called? That were making all of those decisions and they went to the vote at the end. Um, Whatever the government body was. There wasn't even really, like, a villain... There was no. Well, this is why I'm confused. What you're saying, <laughs> like, yeah, in the that was a Falcon, poor example. <laughs> in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it was just, it was so truthful in that everyone is 
possible of causing trouble. <laughs> I guess one division, right? So you got Agatha. That doesn't no, count. No, because you got Agatha, who's the villain, right? Yeah. And, but at the end of the day, it was really it was Wanda that was the villain. She was not the villain. Leave I mean, my she baby was. alone. I love her so much, but she imprisoned a whole town. Like she didn't mean to, but she still did it. She didn't mean to. I if I trip it- over and accidentally hit someone, did I hit them? No, it was an yes. accident. If you, I yes, <laughs> you've still hit someone. She didn't mean to. She was going through some shit. <laughs> And that's the thing, like with the TVA. Okay, so Wanda was supposed to imprison a whole town. Okay. <laughs> I hate the TVA. Um, but that's where I am like, how does Steve going back in time work doesn't. with the sacred timeline? Guess what? It fucking doesn't. <laughs> because he came back as an old man, right? And that is my thing as well. If he went back to 1948 or whenever it was um, and then lived the next 70 years, like his aging is still phenomenal. <laughs> But I didn't think he was going to age, like, really at all. I hate it. Anyway. So Loki's gender fluid. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's great. And I don't see why they didn't do it sooner. Like, why they didn't confirm it sooner. Because mm. obviously now you can go, oh, well, Avengers in 2012, he was, he was gender fluid then as well as he is now. Um, but he's also dead, technically. That is true. So does that play into another trope? He's technically dead, but also we don't know how the season's going to end. So, but I think there's a season two already confirmed. So season two, I thought these were all like one season thing, but the TVA exists in its own timeline. So they could just do like whatever they could do a cowboy heist and it would still make sense. That's true. (laughs) So, um, yeah, but no, I'm really excited to see where it goes. I wonder if they'll ever actually have Loki use other pronouns besides he, him, which seems to be all they've used so far. Yeah. And I wonder where Lady Loki came from. I mean, yeah. There's Whether a million, it is just Tom Hiddleston shapeshifted or... There's a million questions Actually I born a woman. I have a lot of questions that need answering, um, but I'm also not that invested. And most of them, <laughs> most of them probably won't get answered until Doctor Strange as well. Probably. <laughs> um, but... Kevin Feige has said that this show is the most important. Like, it has the most repercussions. Someone told me that, and I was just like, what do you mean? Because <laughs> how timeline. Is that possible? Because timeline, I guess. But also, I wonder how they're going to integrate that into people that don't watch the shows, that do watch the movies but don't watch the shows. Are they going to have, like, stupid one-liners like, oh, what happened then? Oh, well, like... Previously on. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of trailers, they just have, like, a recap. <laughs> Did I tell you I was watching the Tangled series and I knew it started to get serious when it started with previously on Tangled? <laughs> but I think we've talked about, like, most things. If there was any that we missed, let us know on Instagram that you'd like us to to bring up. Um, I will give my brutal opinion. Yeah. Hopefully you're nice to some things. Sometimes you're a bit, like, even when you're nice, you're a bit aggressive. So... <laughs> Wanda is a prime example. Leave my baby alone. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, I think we've covered like a lot. This podcast is going to go every single week. It's going to go so long. Maybe. (laughs) Just There'll be times when we run out of things to talk about. Yeah, but not this time. No. (laughs) Uh, So you can find our podcast on Instagram at the Slitherpuff podcast 
podcast. Um, I think Instagram's all we've got at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at always Arcadia on Instagram and TikTok. And you can find me at the humorous sidekick on TikTok. And that's it. Yeah. End of the show. Have a happy pride, people. <laughs> yes. Happy pride month to everyone who's celebrating and to those who aren't part of the community but our allies thank you for your support and your friendship and love because we appreciate our allies as well of course the end bye this is just me on the podcast it's just me on the podcast But then why doesn't she jump down and play with them then? It's no, not-, not that. That is my grandmother's funeral brochure. <laughs> my butt is fast asleep. <laughs> That's gone in. <laughs> 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 <laughs>